You're listening to the Wanderlust Swingers Podcast with Aussie hosts Kate and Daryl. If you're curious about exploring your sexuality or the swinging, hot wifing and non-monogamous lifestyle, you've definitely come to the right podcast. Or maybe you just love travel adventures. Either way, we share our personal, sometimes juicy, sexy stories as well as swingers club and event reviews, interviews with other sassy people and of course our global swinging adventures. We try to bring you a look into the diverse lifestyle that the swinging and non-monogamous community has. We hope you enjoy. Now let's get into the episode. G'day guys and welcome back to Wanderlust Swingers Podcast. I am Kate and I am doing a solo episode today about my time in Houston, in Texas, in the Lone Star State and that is why it is a lonely podcast because I am all on my lonesome. Yes, that's right. I'm here all week. Try the fish. So today I'm going to be talking about a Houston meet and greet that I held with the Average Swingers podcast. And then we stayed in Houston overnight and attended the Eye Candy Party in Houston. So I'm going to give you guys a recap of what happened at those two events and a little bit of a review of the Eye Candy Party because those guys have been blowing up on social media and I was really excited to experience for myself what the Eye Candy Party is all about. But first, let's get into a little bit of a cultural tidbit. Now, this cultural tidbit is about Texas, and it's about Houston in particular, but it's also about Pride, because at the moment it is June, and therefore it is Pride Month, so we are celebrating the LGBTQIA plus community. And so I want to give you a little bit of a backstory on Houston. So in 1975 in Houston, the Houston Gay and Lesbian Political Caucus was founded It's the oldest LGBT civil rights organization in the South and helped organize the first Houston Pride Parade in 1976. So one year later, they arranged that. Speaking of Pride Parades, there is actually one here in Zagreb in Croatia. It's not until the 3rd of July, but we are definitely going to get out and march with them and help support them. All right, rolling forward January 2nd, 1998. Anise Parker was sworn into the city council as the first openly gay or lesbian elected official in Houston. December 12, 2009, Anise Parker is then elected as the first openly lesbian mayor of a major city. She made history and served three terms until January 2016. So this lady is amazing, right? November 17, 2010, Mayor Anise Parker appoints Phyllis Fry as the first out transgender judge in the nation. You guys, that is my cultural tidbit. It's Pride-related. It's Houston-related. Thank you for these people that have paved the way in the LGBTQIA plus community to assist and help people out there to be able to be not only recognized, but legitimized as well. So guys, I actually spent about six weeks in Texas in total, and I stayed with the Average Swingers podcast. You may have heard us talking on a recent episode about things that uh, we got along with or hated about each other or living together for so long. Angie and I absolutely killed it with fitness. And so I'm sitting here right now drinking a protein shake because after Texas, I went down to Miami to, of course, attend Podcaster Palooza. And then I got back home and it's been all the food, all the drinking, none of the exercise. So I'm officially back on the wagon because we have a shit ton of things coming up over the next few months. And I got to get that that swinger fit. I got to get that body right because we are going to be going to parties. We're going to clubs. And in August, we are going to Cup d'Arg, of course, which is the French nudist village with spicy match. So I got to make sure that I'm that I'm rocking it. I got to make sure that I'm feeling good about myself. And so here I am getting healthy again after all of the mayhem of the, the events over the past few weeks. But Houston, While we were down in Houston, we decided to do a meet and greet, a free meet and greet. It was just something to kind of get people together after we were vaccinated and kind of see who is out there and what everybody's been up to. The people at the event 
Some hadn't been out for like two years, some three years because they were just getting into the lifestyle, you know, family happened and then COVID happened. And so it was a really interesting mix of people who were just so eager to get out and feel like they can meet other people in the lifestyle and really understand what the lifestyle is about. A bunch of newbies as well. We noticed this in our Dallas meet and greet, actually, that there was a really high percentage of new people to the lifestyle coming to these events. And I mean, that for me, I think two things. I think people through COVID have been spending a hell of a lot of time at home. When you've reached the end of Netflix, when you've reached the end of the internet, what do you do? You kind of go and figure out other things to look at. And I think the lifestyle certainly became something that people started to discuss. When you're indoors with your partner, what else is there to talk about than your dreams, aspirations and desires? And I think that's kind of where this came from. So what we saw was a huge bump in the number of new people attending our meet and greets. So that was really fantastic. And I have to kind of hand it to them that these people come out into this, I guess, unknown event and put their faith in us and say, hey, these people seem like they're not psychopaths and uh, we're going to come out and meet them. So cheers for you guys. The Houston meet and greet, right. So we held it. It was a free event, as I said before. We held it at the Bang Bang Social Club, which is part of the Collect Club's brands and it's owned by John and Jackie Melfi and it's just a bar. The beautiful, I've spoken about this on the podcast recently as well because we went there, but the beautiful thing, honestly, again, guys, that I really find about this is it is a to me, a very low pressure environment. It's a bar. I mean, we always say to people who ask us, what's a club like? And we say, hey, what's a bar like? You know, you go and meet people, you have some drinks, you might dance. And yes, there may be a downstairs or an upstairs or a sideway area where people may or may not be engaging in sexual activity. So I think the Bang Bang Social Club really takes away some of that initial concerns about shit, am I going to turn up and there's going to be, you know, a a dodgy dude trying to put his hand down in my pants or am I going to turn up and I'm just going to be astonished with balls swinging in my face coming towards me, you know? And so I think that it is a great option for people to kind of go and feel it out and see what it's really like before maybe they take that next step. But I digress. So that we held the event at the Bang Bang Social Club. We drove down from Dallas, a couple of hours drive. Well, Angie drove down, of course. Jay got wasted in the back of the car. I'm telling you this early because this was kind of the feel for the event for me. So Jay decides that he's going to drink about, I mean, eight cans in the back of the, the truck on the way down. And, uh, and and he's setting the tone for really the way that he's going to actually spend the rest of his night. So he got, he got wasted on the way down. And so he was feeling pretty special, right? So Angie was driving, Jay's wasted in the back. I'm being a wing woman in the front. And uh, we're singing, we're being merry, went on our way down and got stuck in the dodgy Houston traffic. So you can imagine we are running quite late at this point. So I think roughly there was about 40 couples who joined us in the event. So maybe like 80 people who came to, to the actual meet and greet. So again, cheers if you're listening and you're one of those people. Thanks for coming out and joining us. We really appreciated that from you guys. We did get some swag from a few of our friends like Casual Toys and from Double Date Nation and stuff to give away. And so we kind of have just hung out in the bar. There wasn't really, we didn't really want to put too much pressure on this. I, I contemplated hosting some games. I contemplated, you know, doing some some little like meet and greet mingle games. But honestly, sometimes you kind of have to feel the crowd out and then see whether or not those things are necessary. And actually, I, I thought about doing that at Dallas as well, but then soon realized that if I did that, I would be actually interrupting people mingling in order to try and force them to mingle. So so we decided not to actually go with any kind of games or anything like that. We just wanted people to just organically mingle, talk. And if you do see somebody on their own, you might walk over and try to then talk to them and introduce them to other people. But generally, for the most part, people seemed pretty 
open to just getting in there and talking to other people, actually. About 80 folks came. Later on, actually, the iCandy Party people had been also doing a meet and greet or a mingle event in Colette, and they ended up actually coming over to Bang Bang as well. So I think there might have been 20 or 30 of those guys that actually came over and uh, and joined us. And there was one couple that really stood out because they went all out. So we decided to actually put this event in kind of like a theme. We decided that it would be silver or white because of the fact that we were down there for the eye candy party, which was an intergalactic alien invasion theme, right? So we thought, okay, we'll keep it kind of similar to to what they're doing the next night because then if you do have folks coming in for both, they might have something silver in their bag. Now, our Indiana couple, the reason I'm telling you about the theme is because they roll up in full outfits, really awesome costumes to our meet and greet bang bang as well and so they they really stood out you know everybody was in silver or white but these guys actually had on these these really funky outfits and so i spent a bit of time talking to them they're from indiana they flew down specifically for the party on saturday night flew down early thought they'd come and and hang out at our meet and greet and they were excited they're one of those couples that choose to engage in the lifestyle away from where they live so there's a lot of people out there who don't necessarily want to swing in the town that they're from, or maybe their town's too small, or maybe they just like the thrill of being in a hotel and being away and it's a bit more sexy. So these that was one of these couples. They they came down from Indiana specifically for the party. It was their first time, if I'm not wrong, uh, at going to this kind of a party, and they rolled up in these awesome outfits. I'm going to come back to the Indiana couple later because we actually see them on the Saturday night as well. So everybody's dancing, having a great time. Everybody's mingling. It was pretty awesome. I watched a couple of people play some pool, drag them back over to meet with everybody else. But the awesome thing was that there were a few couples that were actually coming to Podcaster Palooza at the Houston meet and greet. And so we were able to actually take a few photos. We put them up in the Podcaster Palooza group to say, hey, we're all catching up ahead of you guys, because of course, we were all going to meet down in Miami the following week. And so that was a lot of fun, just kind of pre-meeting everybody ahead of the actual event that we were attending was was really great. A lot of energy in there, a lot of excitement. And again, just people that were coming out, vaxxed and waxed and ready to ready to kind of meet everybody. So it was fantastic. So a couple of drinks, a couple of dance moves, a couple of meeting people. And I think we must have finished up around midnight, right? Because actually, here's a funny thing. So there was a photographer that was part of the eye candy group and there were some girls out on the dance floor, kind of, I'm guessing getting some promo things. So you can imagine the juxtaposition of a few people sitting down talking, being just generally just normal, just chatting, mingling in having a couple of drinks. And then on the dance floor, this twerking booty titty mayhem with like this professional photographer that made it look like it was a rave, you know, so that was a really funny juxtaposition to be sitting there. I guess this is the beautiful thing about the lifestyle, just people watching, right? Kind of seeing what's going on around you, having a bit of a laugh, having some drinks and and seeing what's going on out on the dance floor. So that was funny. They had a, an official photographer. He had his t-shirt on and, and he was getting a lot of photos and videos and stuff like that. So there was a bunch of us that ended up at a table just kind of hanging out, got to around midnight. But before this happened, I was ditched. <laughs> Pause for effect. I was ditched because we had some friends there that were from Texas. They are fantastic people. We only get to see them maybe once a year, if that. I think the last time we saw them was probably at maybe Austin or uh, Naughty New Orleans, not sure. It just seems that every single time we see these people, and we've known them now for three, I want to say three or four years, every time we see them, something is going wrong with me. So one time in Texas, it was when I had to get my tooth removed. 
And then I couldn't kiss anybody also because, you know, my mouth is healing. Another time I think I got like thrush at desire and they were there. It just seems to me that these people, every time I interact with them, something is going wrong with me and I can't play with them. And it's ridiculous. They say they're coming to Italy. And so we're going to meet them in Italy, maybe in like six months time. And I'm going to basically wrap myself in bubble wrap before we actually catch up. But the reason I'm mentioning these people is because I got ditched from Angie and Jay, who were clearly able to play to go home back to our hotel that we were staying at, like a local Hilton, to go and have some fun with these people. And I was like, go, go, go. I suck. I'm shit. I can't play. You guys all go have fun and I'll just stay here and kind of hang out. And it was just funny, the reaction from being a unicorn in this environment and the reaction from the people that were at our event was like, wait a second, they've just ditched you here? And I'm like, guys, I'm a big girl. Like, it's fine. I know where the Hilton is. You know, I can order an Uber. It's not a big deal. Like, they've gone to play. It's all funny. And the reaction was uh, just really interesting, you know, where people that I knew, you know, that I'd been interacting with for so long that were coming to Podcaster Palooza were just like, okay, well, we'll look after you. You know, like, we'll take you under our wing. We'll make sure you're okay. And I, I thought that kind of lifestyle camaraderie was really, really lovely and really interesting. And in fact, actually, after we stayed about midnight or so, the Austin couple, who are fantastic and lovely, and I really have a lot of time for these guys, so they're from Austin, they actually drove me back to the hotel. They drove me back to the Hilton. I think they were staying at another hotel not too far away. So they they were like, yeah, let's go back. So we got back at around midnight. I got out of the car, went inside. At this point, I'm hungry. So I head out to this little alcove in the bottom of the Hilton, right? And it has, I don't know, like chips and drinks and random bits and pieces. And I had, so I was standing there and I was like, well, I'm hungry and I'm sure probably Jay and Angie are hungry. I'm, I'm assuming they've finished their play session at this point in time. We were sharing a room, a two queen bedroom. So I'm like, okay, munchies, I'll get some bits and pieces. And I'm standing there and I'm thinking, Angie's on a diet, I'll get her some mozzarella sticks and cheese sticks. And then I was like, what do I get? So I got these Hot Pocket things. And the reason I'm telling you this is it comes in the story later, but I got these Hot Pockets. I've never fucking had Hot Pockets before, or what are they called? The pizza things that you put in the microwave. I've never had them. I don't know what to do with them. So I grabbed a couple of those, roll back up to the room. They have finished playing, but everyone's still just kind of like hanging out naked on the bed. And the mister of the other couple was hanging out naked on my bed. And he was a little bit of a Hot Pocket aficionado. So I was using the microwave and he was telling me how how to make it, what to do. And it was just hilarious because you've got now, I don't know, maybe it's 12.30, maybe it's 1 a.m. You've got five people now sitting in a room. Four of them are naked. One of them has been heating up Hot Pockets and has mozzarella sticks. And I just proceeded to sit on my bed next to this naked man who'd just been having sex with these other people. And uh, we just kind of sat around talking and and had some Hot Pockets. And um, that's what the lifestyle is (laughs) about. I just thought it was just absolutely hilarious sitting there Cheese sticks for Angie, hot pocket things. By the way, he did actually warn me that they are frozen in the middle and lava on the outside. And if you've had a hot pocket before in your life, you'll know that to be actually facts. Uh, but I was bloody starving. And so, yeah, that's what we did. Yes, I, I had a lot of fun at the meet and greet, guys, like just meeting other people, hanging out. And for me, this was kind of the lead up, I guess, to like going down in Miami hanging out with a bunch of people and going to the club the next night. It was just a good way to feel out the the situation and feel out what it's like now being around so many people after being around no one for a year. You know, it was really an interesting emotional roller coaster, I think, just to kind of experience these different things after you've been away from it for so long. And I think during COVID, a lot of people in the lifestyle felt really removed from it. You know, maybe they just stopped completely 
participating in a lifestyle. Some people I know shut their dating site profiles down. Some people I know weren't even looking at social media anymore because they really wanted to deject themselves from the lifestyle. And so then coming back into this, it was just kind of this crazy, like, ah, what's going on uh, moment, which was interesting, awesome, emotional, super fun. Everybody looked amazing. Actually, some people at the meet and greet really went all out and looked absolutely stunning. And so, you know, they really came dazzled up and I, I quite enjoyed that. I think I ordered a $10 dress off of like Sheen or something like that because my suitcase obviously was full of PCAP crap and I couldn't take anything more. So I was like, that's it. I'm just going to order a uh, cheap dress, get it delivered. It was a gray silver dress and, and that's going to be, that's going to be it. Actually, I did get to meet the Houston hot wife and she did put up a photo on her Twitter account of us actually. So I might drop her link in the show notes today. If you guys want to go and have a look at her Twitter photo of us, that's the Houston hot wife. She was uh, quite lovely to meet and I'm glad she came along for the meet and greet actually. Right. So fast forward the next day, if you guys recently listened to our last episode, episode 128, you may have actually heard us talking to John and Jackie Melfi about evolution, shame and future lifestyle predictions. We actually did that on the Saturday morning at their house. We went over there, we had some coffee, we fed some squirrels because I fucking love squirrels and we recorded that podcast episode and I thought that came out really, really well. So thanks again to John and Jackie for actually hosting us at their house. You guys are great. Really appreciate you and um, thank you for your candor. They also filled us in on some things that are happening with them off air and uh, we're really excited for some of the things that they have planned. So keep a lookout on on what's happening with the Colette brand with John and Jackie. Um, They've got some great things that are coming up uh, over the next couple of years and this year as well. But during the day, it was awesome. So we had been trying to, aside from having, you know, exercising every day, like I said, Angie and I were killing it. We were also getting a little bit of a, getting a bit of sun in the lead up to Miami. I didn't want to go down there pasty white and absolutely burn because My skin type, what happens is I go from the skin it is right now to crispy red to peeling and then back to the skin it is now. Like that's, that's a range for me. So sunscreen's a big deal, hat's a big deal, shade's a big deal and getting kind of some form of base layer. I know that sounds ridiculous, but it helps a little bit to make sure I'm not actually burning. So we spent the next day after we recorded the podcast, went back to the hotel and we just kind of hung out by the pool. We got some music, we took our speaker Jay, Angie, and I were just kind of hanging out, having a couple of drinks, hanging out by the pool during the day, shooting the shit before we were getting ready for the eye candy party that night. Now, this couple came in, a couple, I think they might have been friends actually, but they came into the pool at one point and he hates the sun. He's like, I'm getting out of the sun. I don't want the sun. And so we moved the chairs and tables over. But the reason I'm mentioning this, uh, these two people that came in is because even outside of the lifestyle, sometimes women are just amazing with each other. They are kind and humble and just so complimentary. And we see that a lot in the lifestyle. You know, when women come into the lifestyle, they normally say, I feel like a rock star now because you'll go to a club, you'll be in a bathroom and ladies will just be like, oh my God, I love your outfit or your hair's beautiful or your makeup's beautiful or babe, you're rocking that butt. Like whatever it is, women are very, very complimentary to each other within the lifestyle. And outside of the lifestyle, you may see that less, right? It doesn't happen. It's kind of like almost a unicorn kind of situation where it's rare. But this lady was lovely. We moved the table. She came and actually got her lounger and sat next to us. We had the music going. We're hanging out by the pool. And we had unicorn snot sunscreen. So unicorn snot has a little bit of glitter in it. If you guys actually want a little bit of fun sunscreen, seriously, I highly recommend unicorn snot. It's so much fun. But we were putting on sunscreen, Angie and I, because we're like, we're going to get this shit down. We're not going to get burnt. We're going to Miami next week. Like, we've got to get this shit down. And this lady was, hey, can I have some sunscreen? Fuck yeah, you can have some sunscreen. 
Anyway, then she turns to Angie and gives Angie so many compliments. She's like, you are beautiful, you know, you're rocking it, I love your figure, I love your body, and it was just out of nowhere. And it was just beautiful to see that this lady was so absolutely, she was gorgeous herself, stunning, and the fact that she was just paying compliments to a complete stranger in the pool at the hotel, you know, that was just beautiful. And, yeah, so that was that was a lot of fun. That didn't stay for long. I was actually a bit disappointed. I was hoping they might stay for a couple of drinks and hang out and might get to find out who these random people are. But, alas, they had to, they had to go, but not before taking a few Instagram selfies, of course. So lessons learned from that meet and greet is that if you put a theme up, people will come dressed in theme. <laughs> And the host really should get their shit together. Honestly, somebody actually said to me, wait, isn't it a silver thing? Because like I said, my dress was like a bit gray. Isn't the theme silver and white? And I was like, yeah, you know, like $10 dress, I kind of do my best. But people came really lovely dressed, beautiful silver outfits. And yes, I probably should have been a little bit more in, in theme. So you're right. You, you guys are right. So that's my lesson learned that if you put a theme up, you better damn well come dressed in theme if you're the host because your attendees will and then you'll look out of place and they're like, dude, what the fuck? The other lessons learned is don't let Jay get drunk in the car on the way down and then swig scotch or whiskey and tea, whatever it was, because he was literally zero help. Like I can't even explain to you how little help Jay was at the beginning of this event because Angie and I are running around. You know, when people walk through the door, you want to greet them, you want to say hello, let them know what's up. And Jay was just kind of hanging out and drinking because he was in his pre-drunken state from the drive down. So that that's a lesson learned. Don't let your friends who are hosting with you get wasted on the way down in the car because they're absolutely no help after that. All right, guys, I'm going to take a quick break and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to give you a review and talk about the eye candy party, which was also in Houston. See you guys soon. Right, so eye candy parties. I found out through social media about who these guys. So if you guys want to see them, it's eyecandyparties.com. I'll put the link in the show notes so you guys know what I'm talking about. But they started in August of 2019 and they say that they head all over the country with the eye candy lifestyle brand, which is true, right? They do. They go all over two different locations and they host at different venues. So they say they have about 5,500 members and they host parties in Orlando, Tampa, Miami, Houston, Austin, Dallas, and New Orleans. So I saw these guys on social media and I found out that they were actually hosting at Colette in Houston the day after that we were going to be hosting our meet and greet. So a happy coincidence. So we did decide to stay over and plan a second night in in Houston so we could attend the Eye Candy Lifestyle Party. So they took over the Colette, the Colette Club in Houston for their alien invasion night. So we decided to go. Now, again, as I mentioned before with my suitcase and not really having a lot of space for additional outfits, I, of course, had all of the podcaster Palooza stuff Plus I had my own personal outfits stashed in my bag and plus the stuff that I'd kind of collected since I'd been in the US. So my suitcase was bustling. I couldn't buy any more stuff basically. I didn't want to unveil my own outfits that I would be wearing the week after at PCAP. I had an outfit that really would have worked for the alien invasion theme, but I really didn't want to use it because then I would be, you know, kind of showing people what's up. So I tried to piece together a costume basically at the last minute. So I want to thank Angie who allowed me to cut up her gym shirt because what I did wear was actually a pair of nipple pasties that had that had the chemical logo on it. I wore those and then I wore this kind of like torn up bra and then over the top of that I wore Angie's torn up gym shirt. So thanks Angie for letting me cut up your gym shirt on the night. I really appreciate it. I did wear latex galaxy pants, which are those black really skin tight pants and then my really super big shoes, which which actually was for a podcast, a Palooza theme. But the funny thing about this was that we had a photo taken in front of the photo wall at the party. And actually, you guys can check that out. I might actually use that for the for the cover art for this particular uh, podcast episode. 
we had this photo taken where I was standing next to Jay and Angie in these giant shoes and I look like I'm nine foot tall. I look giant. And the funny thing about that was is that the week following at Podcaster Palooza, I was, of course, in a pair of thongs and I was walking past one of the attendees who himself is quite tall. And he actually said to me, thank God I saw a photo of you and I thought, shit, you're way taller than me. But now seeing you like this, I realize you're actually just a normal human being. So <laughs> I thought that that was funny. And Angie had on a beautiful silver dress and kind of we went along to the party. I think we turned up about half an hour after it was starting, I guess, because, you know, just, I don't know, we were just late to get to get ready. So there is actually two two entrances now to the Colette Houston branch, which I didn't know about before, but there's the main entrance. And then off to the side, there's this kind of like VIP entrance where I guess it's for people who pre-purchased tickets before, right? So I didn't really know about that. I think it was, it could, it could have been better signed, but essentially, yeah, we rolled up and we went to this kind of side alley bit because we had organized our tickets prior. And so we roll in and, you know, the party's kind of like just getting started. You know, everyone's just getting there. People are just kind of setting up where they want to sit, where they want to hang out, what they're going to drink and all of that sort of stuff. So coming into this party, like I was so stoked, guys. I was super excited to experience this eye candy party. I'd heard a lot about them. I'd seen a lot of their stuff on social media. It all seemed really on point And I was excited to see how they would make the club environment different from what I'm used to seeing. You know, what with some of these takeovers, how do they make the environment that you're in, the venue that you're normally used to going to, how do they make it different? Of course, the big difference generally is the people that go, right? People associate themselves with certain lifestyle brands or certain clubs or certain groups because that's their tribe. That's who they like. So, of course, when you go to some of these venues, you're going to see a different kind of person there. You know, you might see people who – dress differently, who act differently, or maybe even approach the lifestyle in different ways. But aside from the people, I was really excited to see how the club might be transformed, you know, what eye candy parties would do differently, how they would set the mood, and particularly around this alien invasion theme, because the theme itself is very different and very exciting. Now, if you've been in the lifestyle for a while, or if you've been listening to us for a while, you've got your glow nights, you've got your schoolgirl nights, fucking hate school girl nights. You've got, you know, college nights, all these sorts of different themes that people bring into their clubs. And Alien Invasion is a fairly newer theme. You know, Naughty and New Orleans did a couple of years ago, they did a space theme. And so it is a, a newer theme where people can either love it, like it or hate it. That's basically about it. You actually, they really love it or hate it. And so it is a theme that could have lent itself to a really interesting environment. And that's what I was super excited to see. I couldn't wait to get in there and not only meet the people, not only see the energy involved in this party, but to see how the club would be transformed into this alien invasion. You know, in my head, I'm like, oh my God, the decoration is going to be fucking on point. Now, there was a couple of aliens in there. They did have a few things. So there is actually now a step and repeat by the door that you can get photos taken, which is quite cool. There was a couple of aliens there and there's a a Colette poster and I candy poster on a step and repeat. You can get photos taken. There's a ring light, which is a really nice addition if you do want to just grab a personal photo. For you, it's on your phone. It's not with an actual photographer, which means that, you know, you can really guarantee the security of your own photo, which is quite nice because I think a lot of the times when you get dressed up and you go in somewhere in theme, you rarely take photos. And so there is somebody, there is a staff member standing there who can take your phone put it through the ring light and take a nice couple of photos of you standing in front of the step and repeat, which is a nice little keepsake if you guys want to kind of put that up on your own dating profiles or or whatever. So we did that. There was a few aliens there. There was a couple of aliens, I think, on the blow-up aliens, you know, the blow-up aliens, big uh, sort of six-foot blow-up aliens that you might get green ones, uh, one of those on the stage and one of them kind of hanging out at the tables behind. But other than that, 
And actually, there was a big eye candies neon sign. But other than that, there wasn't a lot of decorative changes to the club. And I was expecting, I don't know what I was expecting. I was thinking there would be these changes and there would be like this little funny thing to go through and, you know, some bits and pieces on the bar and bits and pieces kind of scattered around that were kind of this like alien invasion or goo or things hanging from the ceiling. And there wasn't that. And so it was a bit, for me, I guess I'd built this picture up in my mind of this like decorations and everything because it's going to be totally different. And, and it wasn't. It was more about the attendees and more about the attendees' outfits and allowing them to, I guess, shine with what they were wearing. So that wasn't, I guess, kind of the, that wasn't the curated kind of environment that I think I'd decided in my mind was actually going to be there, but still super cool. But the people that were there, and there may have been about 150 or so people, I guess, I'm not really too sure. And I'm totally shit with guessing how many people are in a room. It's a real bad skill of mine. So I'm going to call it 150 people, give or take. Everybody was really actually went above and beyond with costumes. You know, that's one thing I can say about the eye candies parties. People actually did go above and beyond with their outfits, with their costumes. I saw a lot of pieces in there from iHeart Raves. And, uh, you know, there were some people that kind of went the alien route. Some people went kind of rave gear route, which is always a lot of fun. But all in all, I would say like mm, 85 to 90% of people were in costume of some description, had kind of dressed to the theme, which in itself really does create that environment that you want when you're actually hosting a theme. So that was like super cool to see. Yeah, so then we caught up with John and Jackie. We had a couple of drinks, you know, you're people watching, you're looking around, you're talking to people with outfits. And again, this is always, guys, such a good lead in to having a conversation when you come dressed in outfit. And I know there are some men out there in particular who are like, I hate dressing up, I hate themes, I hate it, I don't want to do it. And women too definitely aren't necessarily interested in it. But the one thing it does do is create opening discussions. And we've said this a million times, but if you come in and something on your outfit is different, interesting, maybe it's handmade, maybe it's interactive, those are really good openers, not only for you to go and talk to other people and mingle, but for them to actually come up and talk to you and say, holy shit, I love your outfit. I love this. I love your hat. Where'd you get your skirt? What's going on with your shoes? Whatever it is. And that gives the conversation opener, which is, you know, really it's a public service. You're doing something for somebody else. But there was a lot of people in, in great costumes. And so we were, you know, stopping and talking to people that had big lights on them or whips. Actually, there was quite a few people with these illuminated whips there, which I really liked. Um, I looked online, they are quite expensive. Otherwise I would own one right now. And it was just nice to kind of walk around and talk to people about their outfits and then, Hey, where are you from? What are you doing? Is this your first time at Colette? Is this your first time at our candy party? And it's, it's a nice, uh, nice opening, but the, the DJ and the dance floor, like as the night started to roll on and it's got later and later, of course, you're getting people that are coming in a little bit later. And so it just got packed, right? So there was a lot of people dancing. There was some girls twerking on the dance floor at one point in time, some people on the pole and just everybody just having a great time and mingling and drinking and dancing and in these fun outfits. It was just a really awesome, high energy environment. So as we were walking around and mingling, we actually ran into some friends. We ran into the uh, Swinging Flamingos podcast, which Jay and Angie know from Texas. I've met once. They told me I actually met them a couple of years ago, I, I guess on the way through Texas one time. We ran into them. Mr. Flamingo had to jet at one point, but Mrs. Flamingo stood there and was chatting to Angie for quite a while. And this is where our Indiana couple kind of come back in. So the people that we'd met the night before had their outfits again on point. And she was actually wearing the exact same outfit as uh, Jackie, Jackie Melfi, the club owner. And so that was nice. I think they got some photos together. But yeah, the Indiana couple came in. They had like I think two or three bottles of tequila with them. They offered me some shots. I was like, nah, hard pass because I, I know what I do on tequila and it's not pretty. And so I stood there chatting to them for a while, chatted to Mrs. Flamingo for a while with Angie. 
and then kind of rolled out and went and had some drinks and, and some more vodka and stuff like that. Now, the funny thing about this and actually unknowingly setting your friends up with a lady. So Angie, as I said before, was wearing a beautiful silver dress. And as I was walking to the bathroom, there was a lady that walked past me who also had the exact same silver dress on. And I just happened to say, I stopped her and I was like, beautiful dress. My friends are over there. You're wearing the exact same dress as her. Go and say hello. Go and be like, hey, same dress. And it'd be funny, right? Ha ha, funny, funny. As I'm on my way to the bathroom. Of course, there's a huge lineup, so I'm gone for like, I don't know, 20 minutes. I finally make my way back to Jane Angie and this lady's still standing there. Unbeknownst to me, this lady was actually a unicorn, a bisexual unicorn in the swinging lifestyle. And so I get back there and Jay's like, hey, thanks for hooking us up. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, oh, she's she's a single, she's a unicorn. She's a single lady. Like she's bisexual. We seem to really gel really well. Like we've just gotten a number. This is awesome. Thanks, Kate. You're such a good wing woman. And I was like, oh, dude, I didn't even realize. So that's uh, that's my takeaway. If you bring me to your parties, I will accidentally hook you up with someone. It's just a skill I have. I mean, I can't control it. It's just a skill. So we did a lot of walking around, a lot of mingling, a lot of drinking with everybody, kind of chatting with other people, meeting people from all over the country. A lot of people had flown in from different cities, different states. I went and checked out the playrooms for a piece there. Not a lot of action happening in the playrooms early on, but I'm guessing that things kind of heated up later because they hit about midnight or just after midnight and we were like, let's roll out. You know, we've kind of had enough. And But the eye candy party... Eye Candy's party, I, I did enjoy it. Absolutely think that the the people really went above and beyond with the theme. So if those are the kinds of people that attend their parties, you know for sure that they're in for a good time. They're definitely going to dress in theme. They're down for a dance. The DJ was spinning some great fresh hits, actually, which I liked. But the only thing is, too, these people do like to party. So there was an incident there where I noticed that there was a, quite a few people that had very big eyes that were partying, um, each to their own. But otherwise, the event was spectacular. Really enjoyed it. Absolutely would go back to an eye candies party. I'd like to maybe go to one where they take over one of their pool events during the day because I think that would be a hell of a lot of fun to kind of get some more time to meet people because when you do visit a club, you are on a tight schedule, right? You go to a club, you're maybe going to be there for three or four hours at most and, you know, the loud, the loud music's going, the dancing is going, drinks, drinks are flowing. And if you're there either on your own solo like I was or whether you're with a couple whether you're there together as a couple or maybe you're there with some other friends finding those connections in that shorter time frame with the loud music and everything it's tough guys like it's <laughs> it's hard out there so I think that if you have an opportunity to go to a meet and greet the night before or maybe go to an event during the day like that's definitely the key if you are wanting to meet and mingle with other people or maybe you just want to get propositioned on the dance floor and go have sex in the playrooms like that's also an option I definitely noticed some of that happening um, and that's fantastic. It means that people are making connections and it means that the hosts have done their job, you know, helping people to foster those fun connections. Yeah, so we left at about midnight. I think we rolled out of there. We're like, all right, we're going to get back to, to Dallas the next day and it was a lot of fun. So we said goodbye to John and Jackie, said goodbye to a few other people and then and then rolled out. But if you do want to check out what we were wearing, I will try to put up that photo on the cover art or on the on social media and I'll also link it to the show notes so you guys can see what we were wearing. As I said before, it's a bit of a bit of a piece together outfit for the for the costume. I would have personally liked to be wearing something else. Like if I was living in Texas or if I'd have specifically gone to this event just on its own without going, you know, elsewhere, then I definitely would have rolled up with a hell of a lot more than than what I had on. Because it is a really fun theme. And yeah, I would have absolutely loved that because it is just so interactive and so much fun and you know, running around a club and, and dancing and, and everything when you're really dressed up and meeting other people. When you've got that costume, for me, that's where I get a lot of my energy from. And so I did feel very underdressed. I would have loved to have had something a little bit more pieced together for the costume, but 
it is what it is. We kind of roll with the punches anyway. Lessons learned from that night. Oh, damn. It's fucking hard to make connections, man. Like I was there, you know, solo, but with Jay and Angie. And it really is tough to kind of go up and strike up conversations when you don't have a wing person. You know, when it's Daryl and I, we can go, we feel quite confident. We can go and have conversations with people. We can go and make those connections. When it's just you, you've got to rely on yourself. And I've said this before, like you're the one who has to bring the energy to the table. So if you're not in that mindset, if you're not feeling it that night, or if you're not able to then get up and get that energy, you're fucked. Like there's no way that you can possibly go and make those connections unless someone's coming to you. So that's really tough. It's my takeaway that, you know, I did feel out of my element that night. I was forcing myself to go and talk and mingle with people, which is a little bit out of the ordinary for me. But I thought, hey, I'm here. Like if I don't do it, then what am I going to do? So I was forcing myself to go and engage with people and mingle and have these chats and everything else. But it is tough. It's tough. So that's my lessons learned. Like putting yourself in in those shoes, putting yourself in that circumstance does remind you how hard it is, I think, when you are a single or how hard it is when you are new to the lifestyle. And so now I think when I go back now with perhaps Daryl or, you know, with other friends that I'm going to be a little bit more mindful of the people that I see around the club that are trying to get that energy up to make those connections and perhaps are failing a little bit at it because it's hard. It takes a lot. You've got to force yourself to do it sometimes. You've got to be in the right mindset. And so that's my takeaway. Right. Let's take a quick short break and then I'm coming back and I'm going to tell you a little bit about what's coming up with us. All right, guys, welcome back. So what's coming up? We have uh, so much stuff on the calendar at the moment in Croatia. It's crazy. So I'm going to let you guys kind of know what's coming up for us on a personal level, what we're up to and some upcoming episodes. So we are heading to the local club here. The clubs here in Croatia are seasonal. I don't know if you guys have this anywhere else in the world, but they're seasonal because they shut down during the low season. Like when there's either not enough tourists here or when it's really cold, the club will just straight up shut down. And then they'll reopen for the season. It's kind of like what nudist beaches do. Sometimes they'll shut down and then they'll reopen for the season. So the club here is a similar thing. So we haven't yet experienced the Anaconda Club here in in Croatia. It is in Ravinia, which is, I think, about a four, four and a half hour drive from where we are. Not too far. It's on the coastline. And they're open for the season. So we are heading there in July and then we're heading back there in August. So we're going to a Christmas party in July there and then the Spicy Match Extravaganza in August. So that's a couple of club visits that we've got coming up. I'm excited to kind of experience the club environment here in in Croatia in particular. We have been to some clubs around Europe before. I'm not going to give you too much of a spoiler alert, but language barrier is a deal breaker sometimes. And so we'll talk a little bit more about that in an upcoming episode. Then we're heading over on the 12th of August to Cup Dag, and we are going with the Spicy Match team, Spicy Match Dating, and that is a sponsored trip. So you guys are going to hear a lot about that trip, daily updates from me on social media. Then I am heading over to Orlando in September to go to the ASN Awards, and that's about it coming up for us for the next few months. So if you guys are interested in seeing what we're doing, head to our website, wanderlustswingers.com. There is an event section there where you can see kind of where we're going to be and what we're up to. Upcoming episodes. So the next episode is going to be the top eight worst things about hosting Podcaster Palooza in Miami. So we're taking a little bit of a different spin on that. We're going to tell you about the back end of hosting. I'm going to tell you the top eight worst things of hosting Podcaster Palooza. I'm also going to throw in the, the top eight best things because you've got to balance it out, a bit of yin and yang there. But that's our next episode coming up. Our patrons did actually already get the inside scoop on this. We already spilled the tea to them. They got the details. Thank you to our newest patrons. Speaking of, they are Terry, Dubdon8, Brian, Tidelaw, and Toy. 
Thank you very much for joining us on Patreon and supporting us. If you guys would like to do the same thing, get some exclusive bonuses, please head over to patreon.com forward slash swinging down under. The link is in our show notes. It's $5 a month and you get all of the exclusive bonus content. And speaking of bonus content, we just actually went to our first party in a castle in Croatia. So we attended a swingers party this last weekend, two night uh, swingers party takeover of a castle here in Croatia. And that was our first time experiencing both a party in Croatia and our first time experiencing ever a swingers party in a castle. So if you are on our Patreon, we put up a 12 minute behind the scenes video of all the different events that were happening over the weekend. You would have already seen that. But that is also one of our upcoming episodes. So we've got two episodes coming up for you. They are based on what's been happening with us lately, the best and the worst of Podcaster Palooza, and then some insight into our first ever Croatian castle party. And that's where this language barrier comes into play, guys. So we talk about the event, what we wore, what's going on, why it's really hard to swing in Europe when there's so many different languages and so many different countries around and uh, and more. So thank you very much for listening to Wanderlust Swingers podcast. This has been a solo Lone Star State podcast. Thank you for listening to me ramble. Really appreciate the hell out of you guys. And I look forward to talking to you soon. Bye, guys. Bye.